As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom with your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Dr. Janet explores the meanings of our challenging and ecstatic life experiences, clarifies the meanings of words we use, opens up our minds to more freedom and choice, and offers insights into our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Welcome to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield, with my guest today, Christine Closer. You are listening on BBM Global Network. So let me just tell you about Christine, the external Christine, and then how she can how she transforms lives internally, which is the most important part. She trains entrepreneurs and leaders to write their transformational books. She's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling author herself, coach, publisher, and since 2004, she's helped nearly 80,000 aspiring authors in 127 countries. Many clients have become bestsellers, while others have signed publishing deals. They speak on stages internationally, and they appear in major media outlets like CBS, CNN, ABC, NBC, New York Times, and TEDx. But, and this is the important thing, and this is a lot of what we're going to explore today. It's the most important thing is who these people become as they move through Christine's life-changing process. 
So she delivers much more than a published book. She helps aspiring authors who have an important message to get out into the world to fully embody their true, authentic self and bring their brilliance and their power to the world. So welcome to the show, Christine. How are you? I'm doing great, Janet. I'm so excited to be here today. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. So it looks as if technology is again supporting us this week. Christina, (laughs) often I start out when I'm speaking with someone I'm talking to, getting to know a little bit more about their own life path and how they became, how they got to the point where they are today. Obviously, you've had an amazing path and you're a transformational leader at this point. But what what was your own path? Were there any experiences you had as you were growing up or after you became an adult that suddenly shifted your path into a new path? If so, yeah, tell us those stories. Oh, my goodness. I could tell those stories for days, Janet. (laughs) Um, I'll bet you I can, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There were many, many turning points along the way. And I'll just share a few of the highlight ones. And just thank you again so much for having me here today to talk about this. Um, But a huge turning point for me in sort of forging my own path was a night when I was in college And I was having a drink with a friend over a pitcher of Miller Lite beer. I still remember. It's like a picture of the bar and everything. And that day I had been on one too many of those boring on-campus interviews where I had to wear pantyhose and I had little kitten-heeled black patent leather pumps and a a double-breasted, you know, gray uh, skirt suit and I had to go in and pretend like I was really excited and wanted this job. I don't know if it was at a banking institution or an insurance company, but it would have been one or the other, right? Because that's what you did. You got, you know, if you study business, that's what, that's what you did. And that night, somehow, by the grace of God, I made the decision that I was not going to live in that confining small box and live this life of safety and security and good benefits. And I man, I was at a small private Catholic college in uh, Rhode Island. And by the end of the night, I had managed to make a decision that I was going to be moving to San Diego after I graduated <laughs> and to get a girlfriend of mine to agree to go with me. And she did. Uh, the problem was neither one of us had a car to get us to San Diego, so we eventually got another third friend of ours to join us, and uh, that that was kind of like the first big turning point for me. You know, as a student, as a young kid growing up through school, I kind of did everything I was supposed to do. You know, I got okay enough grades. Um, I was a competitive figure skater. You know, I dated the high school as center of the football team. You know, like I did everything. I did everything kind of right. But that night over that pitcher of beer and that, that, you know, bar, some part of my soul knew there was more in store for me than this. And that's sort of what set me out on my own, you know, journey that led to entrepreneurship and led to a number of ups and downs and ins and outs and experiences that had me land in the world of serving authors. 
And I really like your use of that word serving because uh, I, I know for me there's a a huge inner shift between following all the rules and being the best you can be and getting all the awards. And somehow they just aren't important anymore. They don't matter. The question for me is always, how can I serve in this moment with these people? And, and, Another thing I'm thinking as I hear your story, you kind of jumped off a cliff there, didn't you, into the unknown? You decided to jump, <laughs> and I figured you could fly somehow, some way. So by setting that intention to move yourself out of all the conditioned structures and the little black boxes that we all get stuck in as children, by our teachers and our parents and our religions and everything that was that is teaching us concepts and right and wrong and good and bad and high and low and uh, white and black and all these other separations suddenly you just didn't want to be in that tiny little box anymore you decided to take a leap jump off the cliff and go to San Diego and figure out a way to get there. And what was so important was you suddenly, for you say, by the grace of God, yes, maybe. Maybe that, that's certainly one way of thinking about it. You chose to set an intention to live a different life. And I think you probably allowed God, higher power, universal energy, whatever term, Allah, Brahman, whatever term is comfortable to use, to guide you along the way. Would you? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. The only thing, though, Janet, is that, like, I don't know that I was consciously making that decision at that time. I really do feel like it was it was a calling from my soul, and I didn't even understand what soul was at that time, but it was that inner calling, that part of me that had so much wisdom that even though I didn't consciously know what I was doing, the highest part of me knew exactly what I was doing and led me, led me on the path that got me to where I am today. So it was, uh, I think it was more unconscious, but I was willing to say yes when I heard the call. And I hear that we are dancing with words, dancing with wisdom. My guest today is Christine Closer. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You are listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, 
details and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of career current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. We are back. Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. Today, the we is my guest, Christine Closer. I am your hostess, Dr. Janice Smith-Warfield. You are listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So before the break, Christine, you were talking about not consciously making a leap, but more or less um, just following an invitation following your intuition and and they're very different consciousness spaces to be in at least for me they are there's the left brain which strategizes and sets goals and then there's the right brain which really doesn't think again but just feels us take a certain step or move in a certain direction and I know for me what always happens when I follow that intuition all kinds of support systems show up, synchronicities flow into my life. I, I don't know. Do you have a similar experience? Well, absolutely. I mean, when I made that decision that night talking over, you know, a pitcher of beer with my girlfriend, um, like I had no idea how it was going to happen, right? I was 21. I was graduating college. Um, I had made, just made the decision to move to San Diego. I had never been to San Diego. I would never been to California, I didn't know anyone who lived in San Diego. We had no place to live. We had no jobs. We just knew that we were going to hop on a car and go. And when I think when you make that kind of decision based on something feeling so right inside, the, the universe aligns with that decision. And, you know, we, we showed up. We lived in a youth hostel until they kicked us out. We almost didn't have a place to move into, but we happened to meet someone who said that we could live in his private submarine. Literally, I tell you, this is not a joke, Janet. He had a private submarine. He showed it to us. It wasn't this big, huge submarine. It was a little yellow submarine. Um, and he's like, well, you can live here until you can find a place to live. Um, but that day we had made a friend with someone who, you know, knew someone who owned an apartment that was like right on the water in Mission Bay or, or Sail Bay in San Diego. 
Um, like it was just, it was incredible. Like everything just kind of rolled out, you know, and then I got a great job working at temp, um, at, through a temp agency. And then I ended up working at like the number one, the top rock and roll radio station in San Diego for like a year. They just kept moving me from one department to the next, to the next, to the next. And like, that was nothing that I set out to do. One of my core beliefs, and it's interesting because I'm sitting in my bedroom and I'm looking at a had a piece of art on the wall that literally says, yes. Um, <laughs> I said yes to, to uh, marrying my husband when he asked me. Um, but anyway, story for a different day. But I believe that if you are willing to just say yes to whatever is showing up, um, it will guide you one way or the other. Now, as I mentioned earlier, some of the yeses that I said yeses to, you know, were not the right yeses. I did not get the right support, but they were yeses from a higher level and that I learned something critical in my challenges, in my heartbreak, in my losses and my struggles that helped me get to where I am today. And, I, you know, like my parents looked at me, they're like, what? What do you mean you're moving to San Diego? Like, we just paid for your college education. You know, you're <laughs> to get a job with benefits in the financial or insurance industry. And um, I was just like, you know, I'm leaving. Sorry. I thought nothing of saying goodbye to my parents. I didn't think much of saying goodbye to my boyfriend at the time. I just knew I had to do this. And, like, I, it scares me to think about who I would have been if I had, you know, gotten a safe job in some bank and um, played by the quote-unquote rules. So, um yeah, that intuition following that unconscious nudge, um, it will always lead you to where you're meant to be. doesn't mean it's going to be quick, easy, simple, and pain-free, pain um, but it will always get you where you're going if you keep believing in it. Why San Diego? Or don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I kind of joke that it was the furthest away I could get from that box Um in a car and not leaving the country, right? If I were going to go to Alaska, I'd have to get through Canada. I would have had to leave the country, right? If I were going to go to Mexico, I would have had to leave the country. Um, so it was, I would think of from Connecticut, you know, Rhode Island, that's about as far away as you can get. And I, I think that that's just like some part. I want absolutely nothing to do with that box anymore. I want as far away from it as I could. And yet it's interesting, as I as I listen to what you're saying, there's a sense in which you were still in a box if you were just staying within the United States and not going into Canada or Mexico. Because, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a much bigger box. Well, there, uh, yeah. <laughs> another I think... box. And maybe that was just the edge of my own safety zone. I mean, I'd only been out of the country once before, um, at that point in my life, and it was with a group of 50 high school students as I was touring Europe with a performing group. Um, like, I didn't know outside of the country on my own. I'd never traveled outside the country with my family. Um, so I guess, you know, I went as far as I could staying inside a box if I'm going to feel safe doing this. I didn't know international travel as a, as a young one. Let's... <sighs> Yeah, let's talk about that tension between feeling safe 
and following your life path because there's there is a tension there at least there is for me i think it's my left brain that is becomes aware of the the dangers and it's my right brain that wants to go flying into whatever opportunity offers itself and i actually had been exposed to other cultures as a teenager, I lived for about seven weeks in a home in Berlin, Germany during the Cold War. Very different culture, so that a lot of the things that I thought were normal or I took for granted, I didn't do in Germany. And there were other things that I did that I never did in the United States. I, I, I just want to throw in one little story of my own here. We had, to, at that point, uh, we were in the Cold War, and Germany was divided into four zones, and Berlin was divided into four sectors. And to get to Berlin, we had to travel through the Russian zone, and at that point there was huge tension between Russia and the United States. We had to travel at night on a United States troop train with heavy drapes over all the windows. And we were told under no circumstances to look out. Well, being 16 years old and curious, when the train came to a stop early in the morning, I wanted to see where we were. So I carefully pulled one of the drapes aside just a little bit. We were in Potsdam and there were armed soldiers all over. quickly close those drapes again. So, yeah, this this balance, I think it's maybe finding a balance. It's either finding a balance between being safe and following your passion and your dream, or maybe it's listening to something much bigger than yourself to give you direction and support you as you make these moment-by-moment moment choices in life. So I, I, let's talk a little bit about that tension. I'm going to call it a tension. Maybe you don't think of it that way. Between staying safe and following your passion or your bliss. That sounds great to me. <laughs> That's a juicy conversation to have. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and Tune in radio. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? 
what kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Certified professional coach Welcome Pamela Reeves can help you to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. My guest today is Christine Closer, an effervescent, exciting guest with many, many interesting stories. Uh, I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So, Christine, before the break, we were talking about a little bit, I, the way I frame it, use my words, is this tension between making sure you are safe and following your passion or bliss or calling or intuition. Talk a little bit more about that. Is it a tension for you? Well, well, absolutely. Absolutely, there's tension. And, you know, the way that I, I mean, I know I used the word safety before, um, but where, like, really for me, it's like fear versus faith. Like, which one am I going to believe? Am I going to believe that the universe is a friendly universe? And this is an interesting thing to be saying as we're talking right now, like we're in the middle of, you know, the United States being shut down until the end of April. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting world that we're living into, but the big question I always ask myself is, you know, am I acting out of fear or am I acting out of faith? And hands down, every time that I like get myself quiet, quiet enough, um, turn off my monkey mind, tap into like more divine, intelligent thinking really connected to my belief that the universe actually is a friendly place, even when, you know, it landed me in bankruptcy court, even when it landed me separated from my husband, even when it gave me 14 years of chronic pain that just, and adrenal fatigue and challenges, like even then, um, when I got quiet enough, I could, I could connect with my belief that the universe is a friendly universe. And if I can connect with the belief that the universe is a friendly universe, then I have access to better thinking to make my decisions that aren't anchored, rooted, and motivated by fear. Because any fear-based decision um, is not going to lead to a good thing. And people make fear-based decisions all the time. You know, I'm not going to invest in my business because I'm scared about what's happening, especially, you know, right now in the world. Um, I'm not going to have that difficult conversation with that person that I know I really need to have because I'm scared that, you know, they won't like me or they'll get really mad at me or, you know, I'm not going to make that decision to do whatever the thing is. Um, if you make the decisions out of fear, um, they're never going to support you when you're in your broadest, boldest expression. So is there a tension? I mean, you bet, Janet. <laughs> um, and to me, like I said, it's a, it's a battle between what am I going to choose to believe? Am I going to choose to believe what I know to be true in my highest self, which is that 
you know, the universe is a friendly universe. And that supports me to make decisions by faith and knowing and belief in, in that structure, or am I going to let the fear side win? And, you know, the fear side, you know, be careful, don't take risks, you know, that might not work out. Who do you think you are? That's not going to be good enough. All of those things, like that believes in the belief that everything isn't always happening for my and everyone's highest good. So when I make decisions out of fear, they are they are aligned with yeah, the I, I just the need to get me. <laughs> yeah, you want to jump in? I did because yes, I have struggled with terror at times where I knew I had to make a decision, and I had already always considered myself an agnostic, not an atheist, but an agnostic. I didn't know what this. God thing was that Christians kept talking about. But I had to make a choice that was gut-wrenching and it seemed as if either choice that I made would put me in great pain and trauma and challenge. It was so, my torment was so bad that I was down on my knees on my living room's floor with the tears streaming down my face saying, God help me. Now, what's really interesting, and I said those words out of total desperation, what is interesting is that the minute I it felt as if this huge calm settled over my body, and suddenly I knew that together we could do what needed to be done. Now, just, <clears throat> and I've said this before on this show, but two other comments about fear. When I started really looking at my fear, noticing it in my body and my energetic field, and I started watching my thoughts, when I was feeling fear, my mind was almost always in one of two places and sometimes both. And you just gave an example of this. My mind was either in the future, what if this happens, what if that happens? Or my mind was focused on what somebody else might think, say, or do. Now, as soon as I noticed that, I was in choice. I could leave my mind mm -hmm. exactly, exactly where it was and continue to feel the fear or I could make the choice to bring my mind back to the present moment. And the present moment is usually very safe. When I brought my mind through, through conscious choice back to the present moment, then I would ask myself, what is my next step? What can I do right here, right now to move my life in the direction it wants to go? We are Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. My guest today is Christine Closer. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield, and you are listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. 
Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality? But it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating. Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like... I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. You know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. We are back. Dancing with words. Dancing with wisdom. My guest today is Christine Closer. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So before the break, Christine, we were talking about fear and how totally debilitating it is and how it can push you or, or perhaps constrict you into making decisions that are just not helpful to your own life path and life purpose. Can you give give us an example of that in your own life? <laughs> oh my gosh, can I give you an example of that in my own life? You betcha. Um, probably the most profound examples I remember, it was 2007, and um, I was at this event uh, with a coach that I had been working with, and like her coach um, was doing a presentation and made an offer to do this like crazy high-level coaching program, um, like six-figure investment kind of coaching program. And um, some part of me was like, oh, my gosh, I have to do that. Notice, I didn't say I want to do that or that will really help me grow. It was like, oh, my gosh, I have to do that. From that place of if I don't do this, I'm never going to be able to be successful and this person had all the answers and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So from this state of fear of not enoughness, of lack, of feeling like I should be further along than I was, of believing that this, you know, coach could really help me get get to where I wanted to go without doing my due diligence. Um, it was just, I mean, it was it was a it was a very fear based decision, and I should have known. I should have known when the coach said to me, you know, well, if you're not willing to put everything on the line to do this you know, then you're really not serious about your success. And like one thing I was was serious about being successful in my business. And I was like, fine, then I'll put everything on the line. Like I just bought into the bullshit, excuse my language, the market. <laughs> um, you know, but I bought into the BS um, 
from that place of fear so much so that I did. I leveraged my home to pay this coach because, you know, the, the very scared part of me was like, believed it when this coach said he had the answers. He did not have the answers. It was, I mean, I should have sued the guy, get all my money back because it was, uh, again, another whole story for another day. But it was a fear-based decision. Um, I ended up writing a book prior to that year that I felt like, like it just it wasn't the right thing. Like this, I was building this thing and I was building momentum, but nothing about it felt really right to me. It felt like I was building a house of cards is what it felt like. So the fear that I would into that decision with, you know, in that mindset of I'm not good enough, I need his help. Like anytime we use the word need like that, um, not a good thing. And I went through the entire year of that coaching program in fear that I was actually creating the wrong thing um, at the wrong time for where I was in my business in the wrong way. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I built a half a million dollar business in a matter of six months, but it wasn't a business that I wanted. As you might imagine, it attracted like clients who I did not want to serve in the way that they wanted mm-hmm. me to serve them. I was just, I was off my mark. I was off my mark. I was living someone else's version of what I was supposed to be doing, not my version of what I was supposed to be doing. And I, you know, and my coach was not a good coach and didn't know how to coach me into what it was that I really wanted to be doing. What was right for me. It was all just following this, you know, formula. And, you know, I, I had this one day, I remember my event planner coming to me saying, Hey, Christine, it's time to sign the contract to, you know, keep this whole thing going next year. Like you're just so great the first time out, like it's going to be better next time. And I had this moment, Janet, where I was like, I had let that contract for that hotel and all the awesome concessions my event planner got me just sit on my desk for days. And she was like, Christine, this is the last day. If you don't sign it today, I'm not going to be able to get these great rates and concessions for you. And I said, I can't sign it. I can't, I can't do this again. This is, this is a house of cards. I'm like, I'm waking up every day crying. There were days that I couldn't get out of bed. I was probably not diagnosed, but suffering from at least a mild level of depression. Um, You know, there were days my husband had to like basically command me to get out of my bed and bathrobe and go take a shower. Like it was bad. Um, So I, I thankfully somewhere again, that part of me that said, pull the plug. It was not the wisest surface decision because I knew that it would most likely lead us into bankruptcy and foreclosure, which it did. Um, but again, it's like enough with all the fear. I can't do this. What's right for me? And what was right was to pull the plug and um, lose everything in the process. And it everything, was, um, everything physical in the process. Everything physical. Yes. Everything material. I lost my house. I lost my business. Um, when I thought it couldn't get any worse, I was actually stabbed and, you know, betrayed by a former business partner for like one small segment of my business. Um, she ended up with the business that I had built over the last six years. I mean, it was it was a disaster. Like it was really um, it was not not a good situation. But because I listened to the voice of faith. That said, okay, if the universe is a friendly universe and all of this is happening for some reason, for my highest good, 
you know, for my, for my greater expression in the world, I have to listen to that. So yeah, I pulled the plug and it ended up being amazing. What happened next? And yeah, we will talk some more about it being amazing. You know, I can't begin to tell you how many people I know who are now on a very, their own very unique path of expanding consciousness and fulfilling their own purpose who have been through that exact same experience. Maybe not in terms of the externals, but in terms of the internal shift that has happened when they have been flat on their backs, feeling as if they had no support whatsoever, having their trust betrayed by someone they fully trusted, and having to find a way. Well, it's a choice at that point. You either roll over and die, or you pick yourself up and you take the next step. And you don't know where you're going. But it's amazing what comes in to support you at that turning yeah. point. And it, uh, yeah, it is an amazing turning point. We are dancing with words, <laughs> dancing with challenging words, or at least maybe not challenging words. Well, yeah, they're challenging words too, but also very challenging experiences life-changing experiences. So, Christine, I'm so happy you're a very interesting conversation. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and tune in radio. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with accompanying empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 gold medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024. We are dancing with words, dancing with wisdom. My guest today is Christine Closer, 
I am your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So let's talk about what happened at that point when you went through this awful bankruptcy. You had been listening to a purported guru who was charging you a lot of money to him or her to do everything he or she said. Was it a man or a woman? It was a man. It was a man. Okay. Yes, men seem to have this feeling that they know everything and that they have the right to tell tell women exactly how to live their lives. So at the point you went through this awful bankruptcy, you lost your home, you lost your business, you lost everything. You had nothing material left. What happened? Uh, Well, thankfully, what I did have was a rigorous meditation practice. I was in a phase of my life at that time where I was literally waking up at five o'clock in the morning every day and meditating for two hours. And um, through that practice, not that I didn't like experience tremendous grief and anger and rage and pain and all of that, but part of the dedication of that practice at that time, it took about two years. So we're talking 2009 you know, it was when I kind of uh, had my big event, made all that money. By two, by the end of 2010, maybe eight, April 2010, was when I knew that we were going to have to file for bankruptcy. And it was, uh, I think, May 2011 when I actually got the discharge papers and everything went through. So that's just kind of the timeline. But, it, like, in the thick of it, like, when it was really, really, really bad, it's like December January um, 2010 going into 2011, I mean, digging deep into my meditation practice, part of my meditation practice was begging, bargaining, cajoling, um, you know, negotiating with the universe, like, you better flip and show me how this is all supposed to be used for good. Like, I can't believe you brought me this far. And you're going to have me, like, crawl up under a rock for the rest of my life? Like, I don't think so. I know there's more in me. But I'm bankrupt. Like, I just wrote a book called The Freedom Formula, Habits of Soul in Your Business and Money in Your Bank. Like, I can't talk about that. Like, what do I know about that? Like, literally, right? Like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just laughing. Yeah. No, it is. Yes. It's a struggle. But it's like, I can't do that. And I've always seen so much about authenticity and integrity because, like, people were going bankrupt left and right at that time, but they were all teaching people how to make money. I'm like, I can't do that. Show me. And I begged, 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 show me, show me. So one day I was shown that this idea that I had had the year before that all of my colleagues said would never work was this thing, this event, this online event called the Transformational Author Experience. And in all of my begging and all of my bargaining, and all of my negotiating, that is what the universe is telling me to do. Do this thing called the transformational author experience. Fulfill the vision that you had earlier that didn't come to fruition, thankfully, because it would have been with a business partner who would have ended up with it. Like, I was spared from that. But I'm like, seriously? Every, every one of my colleagues had said that this name was the name for an event they'd ever heard, that no one was going to buy this thing called the transformational author experience. Now, I'm the breadwinner of the family. My husband was a stay-at-home dad. We had no savings left. We had to borrow money from my parents to be able to do things like groceries and gas and utilities. And now, your universe, you're telling me to do the one thing that 
all of my colleagues when I ran it past them earlier in my career had said would be like one enormous flop. That you want me to do that? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I'm laughing. This Janet, is so I funny. <laughs> But this is how it worked, because I had to get quiet enough again. Because what I wanted was a place where I could stand powerfully and authentically, even though I was on the verge of being homeless as I actually facilitated the training, right? Like, where can I stand powerfully and authentically while I do not know where I'm going to move my family, right? Um, Because we had no money to, to, to pay anyone to get a rental anywhere. So I'm like, well... I know transformation. I've been facilitating transformational work since 97, officially probably since 91, 92, when I started my first business in the fitness industry. I was facilitating transformation then too, but in this kind of transformational living space, if you will. Um, I started with that in 1997. So all these years of experience in the world of doing deep, profound, life-changing transformational work with people. Oh, gee. And I've also been publishing authors, starting with my husband's book. That's where I got into authorship in 2004. So I had all of this experience. Like, It's the only yes that I can say that I feel like I'm aligned with and that I'm in integrity with and that I could pursue 100%, even though the material world around me and all of my possessions were just, you know, kind of everything was falling away. I could still stand in that spot and stand and be in integrity with myself. So I went for it. (laughs) And uh, again, I say by the grace of God, by the grace of the universe responding to my yes and my alignment, Janet, I pulled that event together in like 60 days. And by the 90 day mark within like three days of receiving my bankruptcy discharge papers, I had made over $100,000 of income from that event, and my family did not end up homeless. And that Mm. is when I began this work that I do with transformational authors, which is not just about writing a book. It's about writing someone's entire life, you know what I mean, and um, having their whole life work for them. The book is a part of an integrated whole with this approach that I take to it. And... um, you know, that's, that's, I've taught over 80,000 people now, I think, um, you know, the basics of my foundation of what makes for a transformational book. And it came out of losing everything material, but finding myself in the process and my point on the planet in the process and sticking to it. And there are two words you used. In fact, one of them you used more than once that I think are really vital to shift into one is the word experience and the other is the word integrity they are very important in my life as well we'll talk just a little more about those because i want to give christine an opportunity to talk more about her work in the outer world and give you information as to how you can connect with her if you have if you think you just might have a little nudge to write a book. You are listening to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. My guest today, Christine Closer, and we you are listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. 
born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a passionate book that tells the true story of author Rhonda Knudsen's journey through the darkness and adversity of abuse. The book takes readers on an emotional trail from the depths of despair to the heights of forgiveness and understanding. She was inspired to help others, and her book is a vital tool through this process. Faithful to God and devotional to her beacon of hope, Rhonda Knudsen is a perfect example of finding a guiding light that helped her come through the dark and into the light. Her book can assist you in overcoming your challenges with abuse. The publication of Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a triumphant achievement and it can help you take ownership of your own experience of abuse and come through stronger than before. Rhonda is currently working on two more books, Shadows of Corruption and Coast to Coast on a Piece of Toast. To read more about this inspiring author and purchase her books, visit rondaknutson.com or go to www.amazon.com. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. We are back. Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. So, Christine, yeah, just real short now. Those two words we were talking about, experience and integrity, why are they so important? Well, I believe that true transformation and learning and evolution in our in our lives comes through experiences, as long as we approach them with an open mind, an open heart, and are willing to learn through those experiences, um, you know, everything we need is in there. So that's why experience is so important. And integrity is like, I mean, I'm just one of those people who really like sleeping peacefully at night, knowing that I'm doing good work in the world, you know, work for the right reasons, in the right way, really serving in the highest of my ability, and that I am aligned with what I'm doing. Otherwise, like, I could not fight the battles that business owners fight every day, you know? Um, I just, like, this is an easy path. If I'm not doing it in alignment and with integrity, then I shouldn't be doing it at all. 
And this is actually one of the things that I teach in my book, The Transformation Quadrant. It teaches like these four essentials that you've got to have in place to write a book, build a pr- geared toward authors, but I'd love to share it with your audience if, if they're willing to hear it. This is what came out of that horrible time when I was begging and praying for clarity. So can I share that, Janet? Please, please do. Please do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can all just go to transformationquadrant.com. Again, that's transformationquadrant.com. And that tool to teach you these four legs that are necessary for any book to succeed, any transformational book to succeed, that is. Um, and in those four things, you will see that it combines and brings in your experience and also helps you determine where you can stand in integrity in these four areas. And that's critical for writing a book, developing a product, anything. So please go grab a copy at Transformational Author, or not, no, not Transformational Author, TransformationQuadrant.com um, and get your free copy. There's a workbook that goes along with it and everything you need to just you know, if anything I've said today has resonated with you about transformational authorship, um, transformationquadrant.com is where you want to go get that book and start your own um, your own transformational author journey. And, of course, my contact information will be in there if you want to, you know, connect and learn more about how I might be able to serve you. And not just writing a book, but doing it in a way that truly transforms you, your readers, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So um, that's all that. Thanks for having me, Janet. Oh, and, and what you say is so important. Yeah, I hope those who are listening do connect with Christine because she will help you learn and grow and write your own transformational book, your unique transformational book. Next week, my guest is Barbara Rohde. And then talking about intuition, she is the owner of Intuit Success. She's interested in wellness, healing, meditation again, holistic health, well-being, alternative medicine. She's an energy healer. She does wellness coaching and lifestyle coaching. So, and she can teach you how to deal with stress if you're feeling any stress through this this coronavirus um, new experience that we're all involved with. Uh, so join us next week when my guest is Barbara Brody I'm your host Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield you've been listening today to Dancing with Words Dancing with Wisdom on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio This has been Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom with your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Listen each week as Dr. Janet uses words in atypical ways to shift you into experiences beyond words and transforming turmoil into inner peace. Here on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.